Let Us Compare Mythologies was published in May 1956. The slim hardback, containing 44 poems written by Leonard between the ages of 15 and 20, was the inaugural release of a new imprint that aimed to introduce the public to new young writers of merit. It was funded by McGill University and edited by Louis Dudek. Leonard himself designed the book, which was illustrated by Frida Gutman, his artist girlfriend, and the muse for several poems. Her mysterious pen and ink drawings are Edenic at times, and at others, tortured. The image on the front cover is of a cowed, misshapen human who looks to be under attack from doves or miniature angels. On the back, in the author's photograph, the 21-year-old Leonard gazes unflinchingly at the camera. In spite of the sober expression, the stubble, and those deep lines running from nose to mouth, he looks very young. In the poems, by contrast, he appears a much older man. Not just the maturity and authority of his language and his command of poetic technique, but the raging and weeping of the kind that suggests a man who has lived long, seen much, and lost something very precious. Leonard dedicated the book to the memory of Nathan Cohen. His father's death is the subject of the poem, Rites. The family came to watch the eldest son, my father, and stood about his bed while he lay on a blood-sopped pillow, his heart half-rotted and his throat dry with regret. But my uncles prophesied wildly, promising life like frantic oracles, and they only stopped in the morning after he had died, and I had begun to shout. The themes and content of much of the poetry would feel perfectly familiar to those who would come to know Leonard as a singer-songwriter. There are poems, some of them titled, in Lorcan fashion, song or ballad, about religion, myth, sex, inhumanity, humor, love, murder, sacrifice, Nazis, and Jesus on the cross. There are echoes of Joan of Arc and the Holocaust in Lovers, where a man has erotic feelings for a woman who is being led to the flames. Several poems contain naked women and wounded men, the two conditions not unrelated. In Letter, a poet armed with only his pen and his indifference claims victory over the femme fatale fellating him. I write this only to rob you, that when one morning my head hangs dropping with the other generals from your house gate, that all this was anticipated, and so you will know that it meant nothing to me. The poems have a sense of timelessness or of multi-layered time. Ancient wrongs are juxtaposed with modern-day atrocities and archaic language, courtly, biblical, romantic, with contemporary irony. Leonard employs both the traditional poetic form and prose poetry. Like a 20th-century troubadour or a 19th-century romantic, he places his own inner experiences and feelings at the center, often feelings of failure and despair. The epigraph comes from William Faulkner's novel, The Bear, and refers to a comment a young man makes during a conversation on the meaning of Keats' Ode on a Grecian Urn. He had to talk about something. As Leonard explained later, when a writer has some urgency to speak, the subject matter of what he writes becomes almost irrelevant. Leonard had that urgency. The original print run for Let Us Compare Mythologies was around 400 copies. Ruth Vissa, Leonard's fellow student in Louis Dudek's class and editor of the McGill Daily, took on the role of head of Leonard's sales team and sold half that number on campus. The book received a handful of reviews in Canada, largely positive. Queen's Quarterly called it a brilliant beginning. 
The Canadian Forums critic Milton Wilson wrote, He knows how to turn a phrase. His poems at their best have a clean, uncluttered line, and he writes about something. Fiddlehead's Alan Donaldson found Leonard's virtues considerable, but had problems with what he described as Leonard's greatest weakness, an overuse of images of sex and violence, so that at its worst, his work becomes a sort of poetic reductio ad absurdum of the Folie Bergère and of Madame Tussaud's Chamber of Horror. It was, I believe, Mr. Harry Truman who remarked of the Folie Bergère that there was nothing duller than the protracted spectacle of a large number of bare breasts. Leonard and Truman would have disagreed. The criticism appeared to be less about the quality of the work and more a reflection of the conservatism and puritanism of Canadian literature, against which Irving Layton had so loudly raged.